0: All right, Benners, you you excited for uh, for St. Patty's Day, where everyone is green, everyone is Irish for a day? Um, sure. I mean, we've essentially this will be the second St. Patty's Day now, where not much can happen because we're st- still in the pandemic. But you know, thankfully, I'm there's sure a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: I'm sure Texas is gonna have a great time. <laughs>
0: Probably. (laughs) Great time now. In two weeks maybe not so much.
1: I'm sure they'll have a really good Saint Patrick's Day in Texas. But up here in New Jersey, uh I'm gonna just do what I've been doing for the last year and just chill. I did drink
0: a Guinness over the weekend. There you go. I love Guinness. Essentially celebrating.
1: But yeah, happy Saint Patrick's Day to everybody out there celebrating. We hope you uh stay safe and stay smart and have a good and joyful time. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the average Joe comic show. We are your hosts. I am betters and I'm beaters. This is episode one Oh seven, where we are discussing the fantastic and amazing justice league comic kicking off our justice league month with kingdom come from Mark Wade and Alex Ross, a 1996 comic again, kingdom come, from Mark Wade and Alex Ross, 1996. We're going to get to that in just a minute. It's a long episode. It's a fun episode. Definitely want you to be a part of it. But before we do that, everybody's favorite segment on The Average Joe Comics Show, what is Beechers wearing in comic book attire? We are recording remote today, so I don't get to see it myself. So I'm just like the rest of you. I just get to hear and imagine what Beechers is wearing. Beechers, what do you got on
0: well, fitting with our St. Patrick's Day theme here, I've got my Hulk socks on because, you know, you got to be green. And it's a uh, Hulk on the top of the sock just being his angry old self and wearing his purple torn pants. I guess you can call them shorts. I don't know. If they're, how he finds clothing that fits him at all is amazing to begin with. But, yeah, they're they're pretty great. Hulk I like, smash. I like having... Sometimes I like having the socks that just have a lot of color to them, and just all that green, which is not a normal color for for socks or clothing in general. It's it's fun. Imagine I guess shirts—you can man, wear green shirts, but man, most people don't wear like green pants or socks.
1: Imagine if wearing Hulk socks made you have like ladder footsteps, like Hulk Hulk smash every step, Hulk smash every step. Hulk, Hulk step, Hulk step, or if you like if you get a hole. In the sock, you're like, Yeah, I hulk smashed my socks. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That <laughs> happened
0: to one of them, but thankfully I got a second pair. Of...
1: Well, that was fun. Moving on, we got a little bit of comic book news for you guys, Beejers. What do we got?
0: Uh first things first is this whole newfound craze of the NFTs. I guess it's not that new. It's been around for like eleven years now. But NFTs it's hot and right artwork now. and heart artwork and people selling his art for like 69 million dollars i think is what it was uh dc said that hey no you guys can't sell our art our intellectual property but we will be selling it soon ourselves so i guess dc is trying to get in on that non-fungible tokens of course can't blame them seems like there's a lot of money there to be made
1: there's a lot of money going around there right now
0: um next piece of news i got is something that we kind of talked about um I know we had previously mentioned that Lock and Key season was picked up for Season 3 prior to Season 2 coming out. There's no no release date for Season 2. They think it's probably September at this point. But they will start filming on um, production on Season 3 by the end of May. So we'll get a lot more of that. I don't know if you checked that one out, Benners. It's really good. It's... um based on a graphic novel written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. um, It's about three siblings who kind of uncover think, these mysterious keys that have to do with their house. Interesting. Yeah, it was very good. I liked, this, I liked the first season. I'm um, definitely looking forward to season two and then hopefully looking forward to season three.
1: Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet, but maybe it might be time to
0: um next little piece avatar again passes not again for the first time passes uh avengers endgame but retaking the highest grossing film worldwide because there's just no movies out right now so i guess i'm not that surprised that this is what they decided to do but also how dare you
1: i think this how is how dare you thing
0: ever. i'm gonna be honest I think this oh, is the so dumb ever, so dumb
1: it's so stupid like, really? You I re released it and now it's now it's the highest grossing film. I, but, I
0: don't but, count this as the highest grossing film. Because it's,
1: it's also nothing know, it's, against Avatar. I really like Avatar. It's a really good movie, but like you're releasing like in years well, that it's doesn't okay. count. That, like what?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if and if it does count then it then it's a stupid accolade.
0: It's true true then you can just be like okay well then in game then marvel should just release in game again so they can pass it again because they going probably to. would without a problem
1: the only the only thing that makes me happy about this is shout out to zoe saldana who is in both movies and what an honor yeah. it is that we get to live in a lifetime where we're blessed by zoe saldana and such amazing franchises all the time
0: very accurate yeah there's that is very true Uh, The last little bit I got here is Marvel is re-releasing more re-releasing but not movies uh, uh, a bunch of uh, multiple comics related to Wanda Vision um, which include the Scarlet Witch comic that we had read, uh, the Vision comic that we had read, um, also the Vision and Scarlet Witch by Steve Englehart um, as well as House of M which they can't even keep up with the demand for House of M because of how much it may or may not relate to the show
1: we love that we love hearing that house of m is is sold out everywhere
0: yeah we love house of m you probably more so than me but that that's like not, not even by discounting how much i love house of m because yeah. it's fantastic
1: um i have a piece of news actually Ooh, uh, do I go sent, on. i sent this to you earlier but something really exciting happened in the mcu Today, a commercial was released for Falcon and the Winter Soldier tied with Microsoft and Xbox. And it depicts Falcon, Anthony Mackie at a Microsoft store with an actor uh, talking about video games and playing through them. And the uh, actor reveals that his gamer tag is noobmaster Master 69, thus creating canon and revealing who noobmaster Master 69 is that thor and korg are playing Fortnite against uh in endgame which is just a
0: what a great little way to show us who that is i know there were a bunch of theories and fans that wanted it to be deadpool but i'm i'm okay with this it's a fun little way of resolving that
1: so really quick though one, this actor also played a store clerk at the Apple Store in uh, Winter Soldier that helps Nat and Steve so, when they go to the Apple Store. So he's, so he's not even—he's gone from Apple to Microsoft, <laughs> okay? But he's
0: all—he's also not new to the MCU, so he's a already existing, exactly, an he's established character. Canon.
1: But even more so, he says that his cousin came up with the name. What if he is Wade Wilson's cousin? And it it could have been Deadpool who made the name and then, you know, and he was playing on the account and then gave it to his cousin. You never know. You never know. Boom. One can always hold out hope. But either way, I <laughs> thought it was really cool. And I, I absolutely love that. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out this weekend. So.
0: Oh, I'm so pumped for that. So pumped. We might have to watch that when we also uh, watch Justice League.
1: Absolutely. That sounds like a great idea, except I'm probably going to have already watched it. Okay, guys. <laughs> that wraps up the opening beginner segment to this episode. We're going to get you into it again, discussing kingdom come. We hope you enjoy it. Follow us on our social media, average Joe comic show on Facebook at AJCS pod. Again at AJCS pod on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. You can keep up with all of our episodes as they come out. Beers. Did I miss anything?
0: You got it all. All right, guys, but hey, there is one mind. thing that you need to let us know that is coming.
1: Oh, well, that, my friends, is the intro song. Banners. I just made brinner and I'm so happy. are you, are you
0: trying to say you had brunch for dinner I had breakfast for breakfast dinner. for dinner I don't know if I had, yeah I, had I breakfast guess for I guess dinner. that's essentially Absolutely. the same as brunch for dinner well,
1: yeah. what would you make br- brunch is breakfast for lunch
0: so brinner would be brinner breakfast, for breakfast for dinner, for dinner. that <laughs> makes sense
1: <laughs> yeah I think that checks out. um what did I make? I made a bacon egg and cheese on an everything bagel, and it was absolutely now delicious. your
0: technique Perfect. for the bacon egg and cheese part obviously the bagel you gotta tell us that's separate. Do you use the fold yeah, technique where you kind of like i cook do. everything so I, and like fold it all together
1: yeah i don't I don't make like a bacon egg and cheese omelette, but what I do is I make so I do the bacon in the pan first right couple couple of pieces get the bacon grease going. <laughs> Then I, I beat up three eggs and I cook the eggs in the bacon grease. It makes like the best eggs. It's my favorite. It's my favorite kind of omelet like eggs. And then I flip the eggs, put the cheese on the eggs, put the bacon on the cheese, and then I do a double fold. So once over and then once to the side, kind of making it almost like a triangle. Alright. And then you put that inside the toasted bagel. Cut it in half too. It's important to cut a bagel in half always. Yeah.
0: Well, especially for, for breakfast sandwich purposes. Yeah. Hey, if you just put in absolutely. if you just put in like spread on the bagel, don't cut it in half. Keep it as is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just eat that like open face even too. Yeah, you could. You know? Yeah, I'm like... cool with that.
0: Also, you don't need a toasted yeah. if it's a good bagel. Breakfast yeah, sandwich. Absolutely. Whole different game. <laughs>
1: whole different game. Especially like when you're from around here and like you grew up eating it, you know? Yeah,
0: we do love our breakfast sandwiches. We do
1: love our breakfast sandwiches. But that's not why we're here. But we're Ollie. not here. No, no, we're not here talking about breakfast sandwiches at all. Because it is it, it's technically. Week one of our March theme, which is Justice League. Um, <clears throat> although week one of March was actually the end of one division month. Technically. Dude, stop giving the but, fans
0: or the listeners an out. Come on. They just got to accept the rules we set for them.
1: Yeah. We make up the rules and the rules make no sense. Uh, We are the Kings in this domain and you are subject to our rule. So this week kicking off justice league month, we read a fantastic comic um, and we're going to get into it right now with your spoiler warning. So we, we discussed kingdom come from Mark Wade, an Alex Ross, a nineteen ninety six comic. Again, Kingdom Come. Um, if you have not read this comic, I would pause this podcast and go read it. It is absolutely uh, worth I, your time. I always
0: love when we get spoiler warnings for comics that are like more than fifteen years old. <laughs> Even more than ten years old. <laughs> but you uh, know, to yeah, be absolutely. fair, like we might have listeners who are just like, oh, this is what they're reading this week? Okay, I'm gonna jump in on that and keep up, up with them. <clears throat> and maybe they haven't Excuse read it. Me, sorry, maybe they're just
1: little... like new to comics like we were when we started it. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe they're just friends of the show trying to support us. And I, I want you to read the comic before you join in on this journey that we discuss, you know, this is also like, while it is an old comic, this, this is a really great story and it unravels really fantastically. And, if you enjoy good storytelling and you don't want a story spoiled for you, then you know, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Go read it. And it's. Um, I also. I, I also like how every time I do a spoiler warning, I say this is a really fantastic comic, even though the whole pinnacle of our episode comes at the end when we give it a rating. It's true. It's like technically a rating you're, you're spoiling. You're spoiling <laughs> our ratings. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's your spoiler warning, guys. Kingdom come again. That is Mark Wade, Alex Ross, nineteen ninety-six. I mean, we're just gonna get into it. So three, two, one Um,
0: mad people die.
1: A lot of people die in this comic. It's like actually kind of is this is a dark, dark story. For sure. I mean it has a happy ish
0: ending relative to the rest of the comic, but very dark. I mean the whole actually, the whole premise of it is it's built it's a DC version of the book of revelation. That's that's what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I also I had a bit of a problem with how positive the ending was, which we discussed when we were getting our notes together, but we'll we'll definitely get to that later. But <clears throat> let's just let, let's get to our our main our number one our boy pastor norman mckay yeah the right of the rip here. our narrator yeah our narrator our spirit guide um what a great character i i really like this version of s- storytelling this idea of storytelling in a comic book that is centered around superman so we we talk about Superman and how powerful he is all the time. We've talked about how hard it is to make Superman movies and the difficulty that you know Warner Brothers and DC surround themselves with with making a movie around God pretty much. Yeah. Superman is God. He's the most powerful being in existence essentially. And <clears throat> um instead of centering it around Superman they center it around a human. Yes. And that is like the perfect... I, it's, the, it's the perfect concept for this story.
0: Yeah, because this whole story's focus is on the fact that we had a civilization that was so focused on the supers that we we made them gods. Not we, you and I, but we, as in the royal we, uh, made them gods. and
1: Humankind.
0: And no longer were they part of humankind. They were a whole separate yep. thing. And
1: they were actually overrunning humankind right. and, and just causing destruction and we see that now they, their the
0: power time. is gone unchecked, basically. There's no longer I mean, what like the big thing big thing that we come into this is that you know, we there's there's no more villains, so now they just spend all their time basically fighting among themselves. And they just like without any regard for human life at all. And when you're yep. coming from our two big or even like our three bigs, um, as far as D C is concerned, three bigs would be uh Wonder Woman, Superman and Bat and Batman. Those the three bat. the way that those three characters develop in the DC universe, the way they exist in the DC universe is they all value human life above everything else.
1: Yes. Yeah, they absolutely do. And just to go back to what you were you were saying, like where we are in society today, it's in the future. Technically, so, so we're, we were trying to figure out the whole timeline concept of this. It says it's ten years in the future. Yeah, but when is the ten years in the future? It's ten years after Superman has disappeared right. from from public right. light.
0: And we know we know <clears throat> now the book was written in ninety six. There's a reference yes. to the year two thousand two as like some big event when a bunch of heroes retired. So it's somewhere between yeah. like two thousand two and two thousand six, probably.
1: But the t- the ten years after you know is taking place when the justice league had already been around for a very long time. Yes. They weren't like a young new crew and they just disbanded. Yeah, They've been here for a very, we're long
0: talking time. about a period in time right now where Batman is probably in his late sixties, seventies,
1: maybe some, I would say sixties. Yeah. yeah. 60s he
0: looks like he's guess. probably in his sixties. I mean, he's Superman and man too. Batman don't really <laughs> age. Um, yeah superman Superman and wonder woman don't really age we see um i mean we get lex Luthor. he's like our big bad guy but he's like the same age as bruce wayne so they're old yeah. um i got the line here. It's yeah. uh that uh norma he he goes uh they no longer fight for the right they fight simply to fight their only foe is each other and like he's talking yeah. about there's all these metahumans that are children and grandchildren of former metahumans, of former heroes. And it's just like they, they've they lost their connection to hu—to humanity and just don't care. And it's Yeah,
1: they just go out in the streets and have these metahuman fights and create destruction around them with no regard for human life around them. And it just seems to be a problem that gets worse and worse and worse. And that's the society that that we're living in in this comic yes right
0: yes and on top of that the the whole comic is kind of like a fun little it, there's like a lot of uh references to like the golden age of heroes which is funny because like from Norman's point of view what he longs for is that golden age of heroes of when they respect it humanity of when they actually protect humanity and then it just like go rogue and just do whatever they want um, and then I don't know if you caught this, but like there was this one scene where he was looking into a um a bookstore and there's a couple books in the bookstore. There was one called Under the Hood, um, written by Hollis Mason, who is Night Owl from The Watchmen. And then there was another book called Alternate Egos by John Law, who is uh also known as Tarantula. and those are basically two um golden age superheroes as far as yeah you know, yes the actual time when those comics came out
1: absolutely um now to 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 put everybody in in time and place with the current timeline, so Superman is now living in the middle of nowhere <laughs>
0: in like <laughs> a, a bubble
1: a, yeah, in a bubble it's it's a farm, but it's but like it's a bubble that just feeds him unbelievable amounts of U V rays. Yes. It seems. Yes. Um, which I actually loved that little fact from Luther later on in the comic when someone said, Why don't we just pump him up with a bunch of kryptonite? And he said, it doesn't really do anything to anymore. I've never heard this this storyline involving Clark and growing an immunity or maybe not and- an immunity to crypt- to kryptonite, but like being so strong from the Earth's sun that kryptonite isn't really a threat to him anymore. Yeah. Like, and what?
0: It's interesting because, you know, we were talking about gods versus men, and Superman is already basically a god, and now even more so. And But he also is just like, he just doesn't want to have anything to do with humanity or with humans at this point.
1: Yeah. And, well, like, as powerful as then. he is.
0: And it's interesting because when Wonder Woman comes and finds him, Mm-hmm. He only wants to be called Cal.
1: She keeps is, calling him Clark. Yeah, and it, he corrects her to call him Cal. Does yeah. he correct her. Does he say don't call me that, or does he say
0: call I don't? Me Cal? I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, it's basically him. Like I'm not Clark is my human name. I'm, that's that person is long gone, or at least ten yeah, years gone. I go by. I only go by Cal now. I'm I'm a Kryptonian on Earth. I'm nothing more than that. Yeah.
1: Yes. And we keep getting references to this like event with Magog uh, as to why he's gone. Um something happened that just absolutely shattered him.
0: And let's let's go into just, it. Let's he, let's
1: go into left. that. Yeah. So. Calm down. Let's do it. So the 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 build up to the Magog a, a moment and event is really fantastic. Yeah. It's really fantastic. The, the whole comic you keep hearing these undertones of like referencing magog and the heroes around superman once he makes his return like magog yeah and then we see
0: then we actually see magog taking with a group of heroes fighting uh parasite and yes as we said they just don't care what sort of repercussions there are to their actions and they basically wipe out all of middle america
1: yeah they he's with uh, who who is it is his name is Adam or something or Adam something and this parasite who's really not that big of a threat but has like some all.
0: radioactive blood or something to him
1: yeah splits splits a hero who is an atom pretty much a walking nuke in half and sets off a nuclear explosion and blows up Kansas I think it's more than Kansas millions, I think
0: it's basically all the, the planes
1: millions of people die yes Millions of people die. There's just radio, radioactive, everything. In I don't know how to I don't know how to nuclear talk beach. Um, it's bad. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. It, it it's really bad. And this this is why this, Diana comes right, to get Superman.
0: Right. That's that's what kicks off all the events that happen in this comic. Is like that's why Superman comes out of retirement and starts to come up with a plan to essentially educate all these meta humans that are now roaming free without you know and teaching them the importance of actually valuing human life
1: yeah but now also let's, our, all, all of our justice league members are like super split right now too we have, so yeah superman is superman's got his, his team and
0: batman's got his own team and they're not working together they have their own plan
1: um well no, I, w- I was talking about something else i, w- I was just gonna say like At at this ten year in the future period, like we have Superman on the on his bubble. Oh yeah, yeah. There's basically
0: at at this point there's only like four heroes there basically doing anything.
1: Wonder Woman, we get her backstory kind of filled in as she is this like new version of herself. She is exiled from from the island from Paradise Island. She is stripped of her crown. They feel that she is no longer able to. Uh, create peace between the world. Not that man. she's
0: no longer able to. They feel that she never accomplished the goal, and she's had enough time to accomplish right. it. and Hasn't gotten yeah. there.
1: We have we have Green Lantern who's built an emerald castle above Earth, and is just kind of sitting up there. Well, I, he it's is. Never an, he, they specified if that's Hal or not. No, th- they don't is? say which
0: Green Lantern it is. Um, but it's not that he's just sitting up there. He's just kind of like hanging
1: out in case there's an attack from. Aliens, more or less. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, I'm sorry. That's what I was getting to. He he built this emerald castle, and he's just sitting up there waiting and th- protecting in isolation protector though. from, yeah, from from Earth's intergalactic uh, threats. In his and his emerald yeah. castle, al- alone and old. He looks old too.
0: He's definitely old. Then we have we had the Flash. Uh, it looks like it's the Jake Eric version of the Flash. Um, it's a
1: really interesting version of the Flash. Yeah, and he sure. he
0: never stops moving. You yeah. you know what He's nope. he's constantly in motion. Um, yep. And then the other, um, we we see Hawkman, who's kind of like he doesn't really seem to care about society. He's more about protecting the environment from humanity. So again, like yeah. a little separate, like distance from humans
1: and then we Batman have coming in as, as my least favorite Justice League, Justice League member as always <laughs> and then <laughs> think.
0: and then we got uh, Batman who um, I love he he was he? he's got this one line when uh, Superman first comes to try to recruit him he's like remember all those times when we talk about Gotham and Metropolis and how Metropolis was this uh, paradise relative to Gotham well now look at where we are because he's he's got Gotham essentially under martial law
1: yeah, pretty much. He's got,
0: like, these robot Batman who just enforce the law, and Gotham seems like a
1: the most pleasant place on Earth. Tell me I'm crazy, but, like, does Batman, like, this current Bruce Wayne, not give off a little bit of, like, a Darth Vader vibe? Well, like, minus, minus like, evil intention, but, like, the robotic body, the sitting there, like empire policing gotham almost yeah like this, like, weird and also it's, it's got a weird vibe too and
0: also the fact that his spine or something like his neck was broken at some point because he's got the the support that you know all along his back and his shoulders and all yeah, and all the way down his arms off. basically so he can actually use his body and use his suit when he needs to um
1: i i do i really love I love Bruce in this comic so much. And it, it's it's always so interesting to me. It's something that I don't think about often is the relationship between Bruce and Clark. Yeah. And Batman and Superman and their differences. Because to me I always think about like how they believe in each other and how they work together in justice league and the greater good. I don't think about the issues between the two greatest heroes in comic book history, arguably, you know? Yeah. And then we always end up reading these storylines where you really do see how much they clash and how much Bruce never trusts Clark, regardless of what's going on. He always has to, Keep an eye on him and it's for his own purposes. It's also...
0: Bruce has a hard time trusting anyone who's got that type of power. Like, he also yeah. has, like... He doesn't fully trust Wonder Woman ever. Whereas, like, yeah. Green Arrow is someone that he does trust because Green Arrow doesn't really have superpowers. Um, like, wh- what is it? We see, like, his team. He's got Green Arrow, Black Canary, and Blue Beetle are basically his lieutenants. Green yeah. Arrow doesn't have powers. Black Canary and Blue Beetle, like, all three of them are all street-level heroes. Yep. Like, they're not these, like, big global heroes that are going to go take on some huge event. They're, they more or less keep society in place in a small, local region.
1: Yep. Absolutely. But,
0: but it was going back to what you were saying about comparing with, like, Batman and Superman, how, like, there are a lot of times where they really don't agree and they don't see eye to eye, but I love that one moment um, towards the end when Superman comes back again before um, during the riot after wonder woman kind of is like, we're going to go kill everyone. Um, And they're like the one thing that's, Oh, that we've always agreed upon is just the same thing that I've been saying over and over again is that there's never any reason for humans to die. Human life yep. is more valuable than anything else that we want to do.
1: Uh, for anyone to die, right. for that matter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, it always go- it always comes back to that for the two of them. Absolutely. I, I it's funny. I just had a moment too, as you, as you said, where Wonder Woman's like we're gonna go kill everyone. I find it so interesting that like Wonder Woman and Aquaman too. What a great moment with Aquaman, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> When when they go when they go see Aquaman, it's it's still so hard for me to read Aquaman and then imagine Jason Momoa being (laughs) anything like any comic book. Well, I mean that was part of we've ever read.
0: That was part of the shock to casting Jason Momoa. But yeah, go ahead.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I just like every time I read Aquaman, and I love reading Aquaman. He's a really great character to read. I just try in my head to imagine like a live action version of it today, and I'm like, yeah, Jason Momoa cannot do this storyline ever so i'm never going to see this live action right now but that's a great interaction but there's always these moments i don't know if you if you've picked up on this but we've done a couple justice league stories over the last oh you know two years plus years yeah where where it always ends up being like diana or or arthur like being crazy and being insane yes. and being overly <laughs> aggressive and like, and like Diana's like kind of a villain in this comic for a lot of it. She's constantly manipulating Superman. Like when she brings him down there and, and she asks Arthur if they can like use the the sea as a prison, and Superman's like, "What? Wait, we didn't discuss this." Yeah. What are we? Oh yeah, down she here?
0: she totally has her own agenda in this whole thing. Yeah, she She's, she's allianced herself with Superman because she knows that she can't accomplish whatever her agenda is without him, but she also is just trying to leverage him to then have more power to then set the world in the way that she thinks that the world should be.
1: I do really enjoy how Specter explains Wonder Woman's um like internal struggle after being banished from Paradise Island though. All right. Well, where he talks about how she is the daughter of peace but also the daughter of war. Yes. And how she's torn and when she when peace abandons her, all she knows is war. It's this really great concept of like an internal struggle. I i love Which, the art for it's, her. And it's
0: great because at the climax of the story, she pulls out her she's wearing her gold warriors outfit with sword and everything yeah. that can actually cut superman um that's
1: such a great line by the way was never good with, was yeah was you were never good with magic
0: never,
1: no um when he cuts himself in the story he's like i was never was never good with with steel and she goes not all of us have like lasers that come out of our eyes or something like that
0: oh i know what you're talking. i don't remember exactly the line
1: It's a really, really great line. Oh, my God. Why? I'm going to find it in like two seconds here.
0: All right. Anyway, circling back, because we we went on a huge tangent here. We, We wanted to get into the whole thing of why Superman went into retirement. And so 10 years ago, from the point that this comic exists, the Joker is running free in metropolis he's he's yeah. like you know what let me just you know expand beyond gotham let me go find a new city and he um, goes i'm to, assuming
1: by the way i'm assuming it's because batman's identity has been exposed at this point
0: probably and so maybe bat maybe at that this point like so. batman has already broken his back or neck or whatever it is and yeah, joker maybe. needs a thrill he needs to be chased
1: Assuming it was Bane that broke his back too. <laughs> sure. These just, This is just the world that I'm living in and accepting because that's a typical storyline. Yeah, <laughs> that
0: is. You're you're not crazy for suggesting that. Yes. Um.
1: But by the way, by, by the way, really quickly, I found the line. Um, when she pulls out the sword, she says, "I expect to be a soldier." He says, "I will not." Uh, sanction lethal forces against the rioters and while he sees the blood in his hand he goes I am uneasy with the blade and she looks at him and all of the heroes at Green Lantern's base look at him and she just goes not all of us have heat vision it's like ooh, sick burn <laughs> yeah not all of us have um, heat vision some of us have to use swords Superman okay Yeah. Um, but we, yes, we don't all we have
0: random powers that can just do whatever is necessary at that given moment um, okay. So yeah, Metropolis, Joker is running free. We know Superman is not willing to kill, just like Batman is not willing to kill, which allows the Joker to have some leeway to just cross these lines because he knows that he can and he's insane. And enter Magog. Yeah. So Magog. So the Joker goes out, goes through this, he kills a bunch of reporters at the... The, kills lois um, yeah including lois yeah, which is like one of, of the big the daily planet yeah and the biggest one is lois because they as their reference in the comic is that is what tied superman to humanity now that lois is gone he's got no connection to humanity and then on top of that there's this whole trial um from magog and the jury decides that no, he he acted in the right. He was there was, he was correct. You were wrong by letting this crazy man constantly run free or constantly like putting him in prison and letting him come back out. McGog did what you couldn't. And it's people, an interesting. It's an interesting trial. People celebrated trial. that
1: absolutely. I mean, it's an interesting trial too because it's led by Superman. Superman's the one yeah. who's, who says I'm gonna bring justice. For you murdering someone, even though it's the Joker. It's, it's funny, like, as I read it in my brain, I was like, if I was a bystander living in this world, I would celebrate the death of the Joker as well. I really, I, I would. Yeah. I don't know if I'd celebrate it, but, like, I would be like, yeah. I cool. wouldn't
0: hold. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily hold the person who killed the Joker responsible for that. They're like, no, this is something that's needed to be done. And the heroes that we've celebrated for all these years have not been willing to do it. So thank you for finally doing this because the Joker has killed too many people to this point.
1: We we had a version of that in our lifetime, actually. We've had we, a very real version of that. Is with, and this may get a, a bit of a tangent. We don't have to go down this road. But when Osama bin Laden was, was murdered... You know, he was he was murdered. He wasn't put on trial. He wasn't given, a, a you know, a, a fair trial or anything like that. We sent a team in. We found him, and he was killed, you know. Yeah, and, and that's nobody really was batted celebrated. an eye. Yeah, people danced in the streets. I i i actually remember to this day, I, I remember saying to someone, I'll never celebrate the, the murder or death of somebody ever in my life, but, you know, the world's a better place without him, you know yeah you
0: can't deny that and that's exactly what's going on here yeah same
1: it's that same concept where as the reader you're even like okay so man, like we get we get how righteous you are but like it's the joker you know
0: (laughs) yeah it's true Uh, he's got so i've got the the lines here He, he says times are tough joker'd been deserving worse than cuss for years so i took it on myself to lay him down i can't be judged for that and i was right i was a hero you were afraid that I was the man of tomorrow. You were afraid of the future I represented. And then towards the end he goes, they chose the man who would kill over the man who wouldn't. And now they're dead. That last part of it though, is him kind of lamenting his own actions. He's like, I didn't have a line. And because of that, I've caused millions of innocent people to die. Yeah, And he realizes that his, just like his disregard for, life and just willingness to just kill anyone just because he had the power to do so has had a more negative impact on all the other the rest of society than um superman and batman and wonder woman's line of not crossing like that they just don't cross
1: it's i think it's like the perfect moment for me within the DC universe too, because it it really made me think about something. A lot of the times when you read Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, it's, it's parodied very often. And it's mocked even how, they have that you know you just use the term they have a line that they won't cross you know you always you'll always see a batman parody of the joker being like oh you have the line that you won't cross i want it's it's in dark knight i want you to do it i want you yeah. to do it come on hit me yeah. you know like you couldn't let me fall the like it's 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 a trope but the truth is is that this comic shows it's it's not about like i can't kill someone even as bad as the joker it shows if we were to kill the domino effect is created because we are we are superhuman even batman even though he is human batman is not right. batman is not human he is not like us he is not one of us he is not a normal Correct. person and if they kill the domino effect that comes after where there's just now it's well we've done it once you know where where and, do we draw the line
0: yeah, and their power is unmatched. It can go unchecked.
1: Exactly. So it's it was interesting to me because like I always thought it was just a very cheesy like trope written for children. Personally, I was in my brain, I was just always like, oh, like killing is bad. But it's such an interesting takeaway for me in this comic that it was like, no, it's not. Yes, yes, murder is bad, obviously, but the purpose of making these heroes have that line is because, you know... it. They have to. Th- th- this shows the slippery slope that is created afterwards. And it shows yes. why. That even with someone as evil as the Joker, it still creates the slope that falls off yep. after. We've killed one. Well, now we just don't care anymore. Where do we draw the line? Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. I,
0: but I also do like, it, in that whole... Line of what Magog says to Superman is that the the use of the Man of Tomorrow because that's always what Superman is one of the names that Superman is referred to as he's known as the Man of Tomorrow, yes. also the Man of Steel, Superman, whatever you wanted to go with, but like because he represents a future that you could aspire to or that you would want to accomplish behind the leadership of Superman and. All this time it was always thought that it's it's a future of peace, of no unnecessary death, of no more villains. Um and then Magog flips the table on him. Yeah. He shows that it's you know, what the people want is not that. They're tired of that. Nothing has changed because of that. You what you've done has led to nothing. And I'm here to lead us to something new.
1: And then it gets flipped back on its head, and Magog, Magog is like, "It's yes. been nothing but pain. I was wrong. I'm sorry." <laughs> and wants to yeah, be, please. Wants to be
0: I'm happy. Educate me.
1: <laughs> yeah, teach me. It's it's really it, it's educate. All right, It's such an right. interesting. I want but it's, it's also such a great arc. I was getting to this earlier. We ended up going into way more detail with it, but like this buildup of Magog. Everybody mentions Magog. Magog. Oh, Magog and Superman. Are you going to confront him? Oh, you know this and that, and then we finally get the confrontation, and Magog beams Superman, and then just puts his scepter down and takes his helmet off and kneels yeah. before him, and is like, "I, I was wrong." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, okay,
0: yeah." Essentially, handing the 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 crown back the keys to Superman. Castle
1: to the, castle. <laughs> to the yeah.
0: king, but that 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 leads to this weird situation where Superman thinks that he almost like a dictator he he builds this what they call it a gulag a prison the gulag for a, lack of a better term. yeah the gulag and he is trying to re-educate metahumans to understand his perspective like
1: a very fascist and dictator like right Fashion. i love
0: the one line like one of them refers to him as like the all-powerful oz which yeah, i thought was, was hilarious because great... it's just a projection yep. of him but the like all the work he goes through to like set this up he goes to apocalypse and recruits orion who is um darkseed's uh what a, son what a who great killed a darkseed great and overthrew him moment, by the way yeah. orion
1: is one of the weirdest looking dudes ever because he looks just like darkseed but if darkseed was like but also like Ireland. a human <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> right like 100 but yeah
0: yeah like the whole the face the shape of the face is darkseed but with like
1: red hair and pale white skin and just the ultimate ginger yes darkseed. exactly just the ultimate ginger Dark Seed. But yeah, it's fantastic. He goes out there because on Apocalypse, Dark Seed's home planet, there's uh this really great p- prison, you know, there was prison, a prison construct. So he recruits Orion to help him get uh we find out I don't know who this guy is still, but Scott Free who comes I, to I Earth. Yeah.
0: He's like has escaped from like every prison, ever, I guess. I, I but
1: guess. Scott Free comes and comes to Earth and helps him build the gulag and also serves as its warden um yes with the help of orion who is an ally of superman's it it, it was just a really this this comic part of me feels like it was an unnecessary part of the comic but it was an awesome part of the comic like did he really need to go all the way to apocalypse to find someone to help him build this superstructure i don't know not really but like it was awesome and i'm really happy that he did
0: (laughs) to us to the average reader probably unnecessary to someone who's probably knows a ton about DC especially yeah, like in the 90s at this everything. point it was probably a great callback to different things yeah. that were going on and it's like oh awesome we got Scott Free like oh it's so Orion. fitting that he's the one who's running the, the prison also it's also, yeah. it's also um, a really
1: great moment too because it parallels Diana going to Arthur asking if she can make a prison underwater whereas when Superman goes to right. Orion Orion's like so what you want to put your metahumans in prison here he's like no i'm not trying to take people away from their home world which is a very important thing exactly clark to call who was taken away from his his home world was taken away from him right as a child so um but yeah doing it on and
0: and his goal is to re-educate them he doesn't want to imprison them forever like putting them underwater putting them on a different planet the tent at that point it's like they're staying there forever it's also at like, least putting them you know in the plains of the u.s it's also like
1: in this giant exactly prison prison cells it's kind of just like a big structure that they're in it's no. like a courtyard <laughs> it's like yeah we, we don't really get to see it
0: although we do see like magog in his like yeah cell quote yeah unquote. i think there there are cells but it seems like they can freely walk in and out of their yeah, room
1: absolutely um, let's shift focus here really quick on to the MLF to the to the MILF. yeah to the MILFs uh, we're going to talk about Lex Luthor sorry <laughs> we're I had talk to about do Lex it Luther and <laughs> the Mankind Liberation Front what a, first off what a name that only someone of Lex yes. Luthor's caliber could come up with Um, and what a what a team yeah so
0: yeah, we, we've seen Superman's team, he's got all these former heroes, we've seen Batman's team, and now we've got the MLF, and he's got Ra's al Ghul's successor, uh, Ibn, which, um, who is which actually is. Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul's Wayne. son, that we know better as Damian, um, there's Cobra, there's Vandal Savage, and there's Catwoman, who her lieutenant is the Riddler, who's kind of a dork as we usually see him as I'm a... <laughs> but he he does bring up some i really want to read like, their meeting. i want to read like, a then... really
1: good riddler villain comic where he's not the butt of every joke and catwoman's like wingman <laughs> one day one of these days yeah. we're gonna read a really good riddler <laughs> right? comic, But until then he's just gonna continue to be like catwoman's lackey and like just a dork <laughs> just consistently
0: I do love the one line where he's like, so you're going to lead mankind? When is a villain yeah, not a yeah, villain? Yeah, It is
1: really fantastic. He just keeps asking questions. And Luther's like, keep your pet under control, Selina Kyle, please. Um, but yes. Yeah, I also found it interesting that Selina Kyle was part of this. But I guess that, you know. Once a villain, always a villain.
0: Because of her unique relationship with Batman. It kind of it kind also of works. wonder if maybe and joker's dead at this point i also
1: wonder if maybe <laughs> her and bruce still had some kind of relationship and he planted her there we don't know what they're i mean 1996 batman and catwoman's well, relationship is very different from the modern day batman and catwoman relationship
0: i mean bruce bruce wayne is like 10 miles ahead of everyone else Absolutely. in the storyline as he always is he he's he already knows what's going to happen he just doesn't know how well, it's going so, to and,
1: and, like, you, you saw that coming the whole time, too, where where Batman and Batman? Oh, yeah. disagrees with Superman. He's not aligning with him. You know, he doesn't want to help him in this situation. Then you see him show up with Lex Luthor, who also, like, very clearly has Billy Batson as Captain Marvel, but not as Captain Marvel under his control. Did you know it was him? Because I knew it was him almost immediately.
0: Oh, I knew it yeah, was Captain Marvel immediately. Him, uh, yeah. As soon as I, as soon as, as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. that's Shazam yeah. or Captain Marvel," as he's referred to at this point. He's not um, referred to as Shazam. But
1: Batman then goes in a line, and, yeah, and like, with Luther and teams up with him. The second he did that, I was like, "Okay, Batman's playing the long game as he always does." I okay.
0: I knew he had a plan to turn against Lex Luthor. I knew he wasn't just going to alliance himself with Lex Luthor and be like, okay, this is great. I didn't realize that his plan was to figure out what was going on with Captain Marvel. Like, yes, we knew that Captain Marvel was somehow under control of Lex Luthor. And we'll get into that in in just a, a couple minutes after we talk about the MLFs a little bit more. But the way, like, i got the line here alone neither you nor i can expect victory but together we can curtail the justice league once and for all and that's bruce Wayne that's what bruce says to lex Luthor. it and hurts everyone knows that bruce wayne is batman at this point it hurts and to hear it, him yeah, say curtail the justice
1: league you're like oh oh that's a gut punch what that's your baby
0: it is and it isn't it's he's separated himself he's like this is what superman and wonder woman have created i have my own team who you see over here um and we we are not associated with them we we want to help mankind
1: yeah absolutely
0: now my initial thought when he was there was like oh he's just trying to figure out what lex Luthor is up to he's trying to figure out if like he's trying like how he's going to take out Superman and then he can go help Superman and create peace um, or like stop Superman from falling into this trap or whatever it is. Essentially that's what it is. Now you you ready to talk about Captain Marvel here? Yeah. Um, because he's essentially yeah, the key to everything. He is the key. I have a key. The, it, and it's so interesting because you know, all, as we know, Captain Marvel, as we know Shazam, Billy Batson is a child, teenager, pre, like preteen, somewhere between like 12 and 16, more or less. Right. Yes. And now we see like he's an adult. He looks just like his Shazamed version of himself when he's got his powers, except he doesn't have powers right now. He's just a grown man. And just the way that you see that Lex Luthor has picked apart every little insecurity that he has to create just like this unstable person that he can control easily is so like great and also heartbreaking at the same time because like we like this is a kid that we've known about that we know and seeing him so tortured, like he doesn't under, he, he can no longer separate Like his whole world. Basically is that all supers are evil and bad. And he knows that there's a super that exists inside of him. And if he lets him out, he gives into that evil. He gives into the bad. He lets out unleashes this, terribleness upon the world just by saying shazam and he's so scared to say anything
1: he just doesn't talk
0: that yeah he just doesn't talk and you just like his the struggle he goes through um
1: yes I agree with you. You, I think you kind of summed it up really well. You kind of covered (laughs) Captain Marvel really well there. Uh, One thing I've always found really interesting is is how powerful Captain Marvel uh, is. Shazam, Um, they can
0: sit. Let's just call him Shazam because that's what he's known as now. So we'll keep it simple.
1: Because Captain Marvel is Carol Danvers for me, it gets very confusing. Um, Shazam can pretty much go toe-to-toe with Superman most, most of the time. I think at the end of the day, Superman wins that fight nine out of ten times. But he can almost go toe-to-toe with him in, in every aspect. And that happens in this comic for sure as well. In oh, yeah. Battle Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, I I love the, the way that... Because we talked about earlier how it's kind of like this battle between humanity and supers or superhumanity and shazam is the epitome of both and superman puts it great he's like superhuman like just before the nuke falls he goes superhumans are mankind one will pay the ultimate price and that decision is not for me to make i'm not a god i'm not a man and then couple lines later i asked him to choose between humans and superhumans but he alone knew that was a false division and made the only choice that ever truly matters he chose life in the hope that your world and our world could be one world once again and that was like superman's big line then to the un he's like we have to be work together i can't it can't be me working and trying to fix the hu- superhumans. It can't be you and trying to wipe out all superhumans. We once to coexist it. And the world was a pretty good place, even though there were some flaws, but it was better than what we have now. We need to get at least work back towards that and then go further. And that's all to honor Shazam or Billy Batson in realizing that he was both a man and a god, which basically none of the other heroes would were able to do they couldn't separate themselves from one to the other but because of the way that Shazam's power worked he yep. could have both
1: yeah uh, it, it's it, it was it's an interesting build up Shazam is another character that we haven't read enough of for me to I think have really really fully have appreciated how great this like head of a moment this was like how it all came together there. But I know how powerful Shazam is. And he really is the perfect choice for that. And they, and they, again, the the writing in this and the storytelling was just so fantastic in this comic, like picking him because he is Billy Batson, but then he is Shazam. He is both human and superhero. He is both separately in their in 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 their own respective entities, it's 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 really it's an interesting concept. We um, we talked about it over the whole stretch of the WandaVision month. This whole concept of how Wanda is a witch and a mutant, you know, like being these two different things. Where you look at Superman, super,
0: yeah, existing on two yeah, planes, two totally different
1: things that you only see as one most of the time. That is Shazam. He is B- Billy Batson. Is is a human being? And Billy Batson is not Shazam. Shazam is Shazam. It's 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 different. But this being is conscious of both and needed to make a decision and made the right decision in the end. Now that decision yeah. caused the death of a lot more people. You know, we talk when we do our spoiler warnings, we usually joke like, oh, like people uh, died. Uh, like in the beginning of this comic, millions of people died to a nuclear explosion. At the end of this comic, I would say probably thousands, thousands of
0: it's got to be thousands Thousands. of superhumans die to a nuclear explosion
1: of superheroes die at this at this we have no idea in the gulag there are metahumans from around the globe being held there it's not just america at this point in time they have they have infiltrated like what does he say like germany is under control um
0: there were definitely Germans, there were French, I'm pretty sure there yeah, were they Japanese talk, They talk about going differently,
1: Batman, I'm sorry, Superman and Wonder Woman when they're on the base in space, in the space base, the base of the space, at Green Lantern's uh, Emerald Castle. <laughs> the Emerald um, Castle. They talk about like, the international work that they've done outside of just America. So there's probably tens of thousands of of superheroes that die in this moment. And it's... Yeah. It, it's dark. It is scary. It's messed up. A handful of them survive. They're shielded by somebody.
0: Um, Green Lan- the Green Lanterns were able yes. to protect yeah. some of them. So
1: some of them survive.
0: And then Batman Batman and Wonder Woman were above yes. the blast. They were, cause yeah. they were fighting um, uh, when they saw the, yeah. the jets coming in. And... And Superman is Superman. Yeah,
1: and that just kind of, I mean, everything it's, it's a very DC moment. I will say for sure. D- DC has these really good ways of telling stories where they have fantastic storylines. They're dark. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's mass destruction. And then there's just resolve. That is like kind of the right. prototype for DC storytelling.
0: Well, <laughs> uh. uh as as we get to like close to wrapping up here, there I, I'm looking at my notes here, and something I didn't pick up bef- bef- on before is the w- you know we talked about Batman versus Superman and how different they are, and I want to circle back to Norman McKay and the Spectre, and Norman McKay is like, why did you have me follow you all along, if like. I couldn't stop this from happening. I couldn't save all these superhumans. Like we had to witness them all dying. Like what was my purpose here? Um, And eventually he he does stop Superman from crossing the line and killing all the diplomats at the UN. And the specter says to him, you exist to give hope. And that hope is brightest when it dawns from fear. Now, the connection I just made is at the end, we kind of get Bruce Wayne meets up with diana clark for lunch they're talking about how uh diana is pregnant with uh diana and clark's uh child and they want bruce wayne to be their his the child's godfather and bruce wayne says to them you know are you sure like basically are you sure you want to do this but we're of such different schools you and clark you rule by trust i rely on fear and it's so interesting that this what the specter says to Norman McKay is that the hope that you give is from the fear that exists. And Bruce Wayne, essentially is saying the same thing. It's like he sees it as fear, but he creates hope yep. through that fear.
1: Absolutely. Again, brilliant storytelling. <laughs> I mean.
0: Yeah, and it's like I. If it weren't for the notes and the way I keep my notes, I would have never picked up on that. That's a really good. How those two lined really up together.
1: I love that. We didn't really talk a lot about the Specter either. We talked about Norman a bit, but um,
0: yeah, well, the Specter was his the, guide.
1: I I thought one of the one of the best parts of the comic was actually the moment when the Specter goes to meet with uh, the Shazam like entity and.
0: Uh, when he meets with Ganthet and the Shazam wizard and the other like, uh, otherworldly yeah. beings, and then you just
1: have Norman in the background just talking to that ghost, who's like, "Yeah, look me up when you die." I think it was yeah. Dead Man. He's just like, "Hey, look me up when you die." You know, we'll we'll hang out or something. That, yeah. But I I really enjoyed the Spectre throughout the entire comic. Obviously, you know it, the the travel sequence, the just kind of I mean like. Again, it's the same concept of the human and the super, and the super the entire time saying that it's not up to me. I'm here to deal the justice, but you need to tell me where justice needs to be dealt, because humankind is what needs to be in charge and make the decisions, because we cannot... It just continues that storyline yeah. in every aspect of the story and a really great relationship, too. I mean, it's it's just fun the way he just gets swept up, taken away, and then gets dropped off right where he was again throughout this, you know, and goes on this wild ride and adventure and is just expected to live his life. I, I really thought that the end was going to be his life that he had to sacrifice as well and that he was going to see – what was his name? Uh, Wesley or – what was his friend's name
0: uh his friend yeah. from the beginning um who was uh it was wes wesley he was actually he's another golden age hero yes sandman. yeah sandman
1: so like i i was fully expecting him to have to sacrifice i expected kind of like a frodo arc here where like he's the ring bearer this entire time and that he has to witness all of this and that he dies in the end as well um i, I actually i i thought the story was going to end with him dying and superman dying and then both dying and him being like the spirit of hope or i don't know i had this whole other theory for how the story was going to end and it's not how it ended at all but
0: no i i'm not that the ending was no not at all, the, at ending all. Was, the ending was fantastic yeah. and the way that the way that his arc went was really really good because you know you see this guy who's kind of like he's like kind of questioning his faith more or less and he finds it again he he sees how he's needed he see he sees the hope that humanity needs um through this journey of his and we see that the specter even fa- sees that hope in humanity and not that, in super absolutely It's it's like we think that he's using that when the specter comes from him he's using the specter to kind of find his reason and place or really it's the specter that's using him to find his connection back to yep. humanity from being the specter being I
1: also I just want to touch on one note about Pastor Norman I think you'll agree with this for sure we no, we don't talk about politics and religion on this podcast a lot you know we're not shy about where our allegiances lie and things like that, obviously you and you and I, and we're comfortable talking about it, but I, I really actually loved this moment from pastor Norman. I think it's incorrect for the character. If you wanted to pick someone that was going to be as agnostic as this man was in the moment, you should not have gone with the pastor. You should have maybe gone with like a man struggling with his religious identity, but he says, that as a pastor, I don't have the exact quote. I don't know if you have this written down.
0: I, I know exactly what he, you're referring to. He says,
1: to. "I never believed in God as as this being, but as the power within us to believe and be our best selves, essentially." And it's like that's that is really yeah. not a religious, Christian Catholic take. It was more, it's more a very atheist agnostic take on religion and god and
0: yeah it's more of god as a idea and way of living than god as a being to worship
1: christianity at all like yes yes it it is but the thing is it's like that that's the concept of like god is within all of us from christianity or any or any religion for that matter But, but like Pastors believe that there is that there is a being, an, an all powerful, omnipotent right. being, and that was a really interesting. Yeah, he he believes in a concept. That was a very and interesting a being. moment in the concept, and a really great character trait for Norman for me, that made me really like his character even more. Because I said to you before we did notes, I I did not love the religious aspect of the comic for a little while until it really got to that 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 was the moment for me when i really was able to appreciate and connect with norman more at least on a personal level
0: yeah <sighs> i agree and it's, i yeah I, I want to go into recaps here because i'm about to yeah just go into that's right. Right. i think it's a good note to end on anyways um
1: absolutely y- you ahead. mind
0: if i go first like, the writing in this comic was so brilliant. There was nothing... I, I feel like every detail was there to lead to something else. Um, I know, like, that's usually the way good story writing is written. But it was, like, especially... So, the theme of this comic was humans and superhumans and how can they coexist, right? We have Superman... Referring to himself as Carl almost the entirety of the comic. And then finally at the end, after all these events, he wants to go by Clark. Because Clark is his human name. Back on. He's reconnected with humanity. He puts the glass... Yeah, Diana gives him the glasses. And that's when he's like, you know what? You're right. I can reconnect with this world. We, And then the journey of Norman, where he's like... he He almost seems to like... He, when he's first talking about Wes and Sandman, he's like idolizing this, the past, like, oh, the past was so great with, with Superman running the show and like forgetting that how important humans were and it shows him just how important he is, how important hope is for humans, just for humans, not necessarily for superhumans, but for the humanity and how important that is to just be able to grow and be able to peacefully rely on each other and coexist and then of course you know i can't can't get my review without batman and he's just like his arc and always being 10 steps ahead of everyone else and just like knowing exactly how things are going to play out. he knew he knew lex Luthor was up to something he knew that that something had to do with Shazam in some way. He knew that Wonder Woman was probably going to turn on Superman and likely to cross the line and start killing people. Um and he knew Superman was going to come back to him and need the help. Um it's just like the whole story was just so well written. It was such like an interesting concept. And, you know, some of the things we talked about and about how, like, there's these themes that exist in superhero comics that were like, oh, that's just because it's superheroes. Like, they don't kill because they're superheroes and it's, it's easy for them to kill. But this ex- this gives us a more concrete reason as to why they don't kill. Like, how, how uh, important it is to maintain that level of humanity, that they're not above the rest of all the other humans. And... Uh, this comic was just really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Definitely give it a thumbs up. Benners,
1: Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you just said. This, um, I was not ready for how good this comic was going to be. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I really was not. Um, I I remember getting through the first two issues and putting it down and actually taking a break to like absorb it. I usually, you know me when I when I read, I sit down, I bang out the comic, and then we're ready to discuss it. Um, I took my time with this. I really, I was, I enjoyed it so much. There were times when I was a little confused. I, I think partially due to my like some of my comic book history ignorance and like maybe not knowing who certain people are. I think there was a little, there was a couple moments in the story that were also just a little confusing. But overall, like. It's just a beautiful story. It's really, really well told. The art is unbelievable. Um, yeah. The oh yeah, the I didn't even talk about really, the art. Really, really fantastic you. in this comic. And as I said before, it's, uh, it was. I I I don't really ha- I don't know how to put put the words out because the truth is is. I've I enjoyed this comic so much more than I thought I enjoyed it. Even when I finished it, I, the more I absorb it, the more I think about it, and more, the more layers. Like I, I, like I was talking about before, the whole the whole aspect of like why they have their rule, why they won't kill, to me was always just a very silly, childish trope, you know, to appeal to the younger generation. And this was this was a graphic novel. This is not a comic book. This is a graphic novel, and. It really, it did a number on me, revealing like why that is a thing. And it, show, it showed the importance of why it was a thing for them. And it did such a great job of telling that story. Um, I also, I loved Old Man Bruce. I loved Old Man Bruce and his bionic body and his <laughs> police state Gotham. You know, I loved war, warrior warlord Diana. And you know Superman struggling to be human—that that, that is—that's really what it is. It's just, yeah.
0: Superman ponytail. Oh, yeah. Superman you ponytail. Was Superman, great ponytail?
1: <laughs> Superman ponytail was really great. Um, definitely a sign of the times of when the comic was written. Absolutely, I can't imagine Superman with <laughs> <laughs> with an eighties like hair metal ponytail. But they they did it for us. Uh, also worst line of the entire comic because we we talk about it here way too often but um is it Diana or Batman who said to Superman you wrote the book on um on aliases or disguises or something like that
0: Oh, I think it was Batman uh, it whoever said so, that, I was like I, oh no, my god I think god, it was really? really? we are going glasses. down this path She was
1: like you you gave you wrote the book on like you know on on disguises or something and i'm like no he he wears glasses doesn't doesn't have a curl in his hair like superman curl (laughs) superman curl superman curl it's like oh my god i can't believe she just said that to him um but yeah and like lex magog orion like this comic goes so many places and tells such a good story massive that massive thumbs up absolutely massive I, I like I I love this comic. This may be going in my top five favorite comics I've ever read. Actually, I I, I truly yeah I really enjoyed this. I, oh, I, wow. I I don't know if if you need to think about that for yourself as well. But like in terms of massive hero team up events within the DC universe, I, this is I think this might be the best DC comic we've read, honestly, on this show. Uh, unless you can think of something that tops it
0: i mean i thought this was fantastic i it's hard to argue with that maybe like one of my favorites is you know which we I, did you know i love Black Blackest Night, Night. but even this i know but i can get i understand why Absolutely. we would put this above that because of the way everything you just said about like how it changes the way you see heroes and it makes you understand the way that they go about things. It's also...
1: It's also Better like, than
0: almost any other comic.
1: So like... we I You know House of M is my favorite comic, right? House of M is my favorite comic. House of M... Right. One, one of the things that I do love about it, and it's not something that I talk about, but like it takes place in what I view as like a, a, a modern era hero storyline. And I feel like... I said this to you not that long ago. I feel like when we read Justice League... We don't always get these like modern era Justice League stories. We always get these stories where they'd like talk about what happened in the past. And this is a story that took place in the future for its events. So it was another Justice League story where like we're not getting the events of Justice League going on like an, an active it's always like Justice League got back together kind of a moment that I feel like we read and we find out about like historical events. But it didn't matter to me this time. This story I, it was just amazing, and and it's it's a massive event, by the way. Like, if you're talking about like comic book oh, stories sure. that have events where like major things happen, where we say tens, of... there may have been hundreds of thousands of heroes that died that day. It may have been hundreds of thousands. It, it, it wiped out pretty much the entire hero population of the world, yeah. With the exception, and of like, and whoever 50 else of they didn't round seems. up, you know. But like. Pretty much everyone's gone at that point. I mean, that's crazy. That that's like a reset major event within a comic book storyline. And I thought they knocked it out of the park.
0: Yeah. It was was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Massive thumbs up. So I'm assuming you're giving it a thumbs up.
1: That wraps up this episode. We went, we went long on this one again, (laughs) but I mean, a great comic book deserves a great conversation. So uh, no apologies here for that one. Actually next week, Next week, we have, finally, no. it is arrived after years of petitions, debate, demand, Twitter hashtags, Instagram hashtags, I'm sure a lot of behind-the-scenes politics. The Snyder Cut is finally going to be here. It's actually this week that it comes out. Um, it comes out on Thursday? Yeah, Thursday the 18th. On Thursday the, the 18th. Friday the 19th, kind of a thing. Something like that. Whatever movies coming out. I have no idea. Um, but it's going to be on HBO Max, a four-hour movie. It's finally here. Oh, my God. Uh, Beatrice and I are setting our expectations at a rational level. Hoping for um, the best. And we will be discussing it next week for you guys. So watch it. We hope that you enjoy it. We hope that we enjoy it. And we'll have a great conversation about it.
0: We hope we have have a positive review when we check it out next week.
1: Next week. Otherwise, follow us on our social media, Average Joe Comic Show on Facebook. Uh, On Instagram and Twitter, it is at AJCSpod. At AJCSpod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe on whatever platform you listen to us on. Make sure that you uh, rate and review if you had a good time. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Reply. Talk to us. Interact with us. We want to know if you enjoyed this comic as much as we did um, Beers, am I missing anything? All right, guys, we will see you next. You got it week.
0: all, my friend. Bye.